Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Heel Turn, our live weekly wrestling show and the official podcast of ProWrestling.Cool. Well, it's an official podcast of ProWrestling.Cool. But more importantly, it's not just cool, it's dot cool. It's the other one's the unofficial one. Uh, so underground and alternative. Uh, is it cool to be the official? I don't know, is it? No. That's why we're on this show. Because we are here to talk about the Fox premiere of SmackDown. We're here to talk about the thing that happened on Sunday. And tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw, which meant absolutely nothing. I'm Owen, joined as always by John. Joined as always by everybody out there on the internet. Isn't that cool? It's not cool. We are streaming live over at twitch.tv slash pro wrestling, a thing that we still should not be allowed to have. Too bad we own it. It's true. Check us out there. We are monitoring the chat and our Twitter at the Healters to send us your questions and your comments. We'll get to them as we deem fit. Owen. John. It's it's still after 11, and I'm still not really used to this. It's only our second week doing this, but this time we have more than one thing to talk about. I mean, I'm kind of it's kind of nice. I'm sitting here like, you know, my room's kind of dark. I had the I had the lights off for a little while. That was cool. I had to stop that because the Google Docs is hurting my eyes. Yeah, and then the fiend showed up for a minute. And that was I was pretty into that. Well, until you, until you died. Well, no, the ref came and, and stopped it. It was all fine. Oh, oh, thank God. Okay. As long as that happened, we're fine. He was really mad at me for hitting him with that when my Nerf foam sword. You had, to, you had to think about it, John. Is, is this who you want to become? I mean, how did he get in my house? Yes, the answer is yes. Get out of my house. That's also, how did fair. this ref get here? Well... You might. They thought that you might be a twenty four seven champion. They weren't sure. It's fair. It could be anyone. It's true. Oh, apparently, apparently it's our truth for the twentieth time. Well, yeah, because why not? <laughs> oh, and hey, everything's fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, dude. Holy shit! I mean, it's kind of amazing to me that like. You know, after Wednesday, after I mean, even Thursday, like I, I came in with, I was feeling real posy about wrestling. I had these poor vibes going on. You know, things that you can hear about on our new wonderful podcast, uh, Heel Alternative, here on this very stream every uh, Thursday morning over at uh, ProWrestling.Cool. The official alternative of Heel Turn on ProWrestling.Cool. Sure. That one. What he said. Yeah. We're still and then, on yeah, it. Friday happened, and it's just been a steady uh, downward slide into complete and utter antipathy. I, I had a good time on Friday. Well, you're wrong, but we'll get to it. John, considering what else happened, I'm allowed to have a good time on Friday. You were ready for a good time, but you shouldn't have been. I mean, ACDC yelled at me until I was. It's true. If this did happen, I, I did see it for myself. And the Fox NFL robot was there, too. <laughs> was he really? I missed that part. Yeah, you should have watched the uh, the kickoff. I did see that there was a little bit of a kickoff. I, I tuned in, like, right at the tail end of it. I will talk to you about that, because that was the highlight of the night. All right, then. I hope they do more of them. And if they're online or whatever. 
But anyway. Is there some weird cockamamie thing that you want to discuss, Owen? Because all I got is, you know, hey, I beat the last mission in Super Kirby Clash. Did you really? Yeah. I mean, there's, I beat the more. last the last level. I still have to beat, like, all the missions on the levels. Yeah, but, like, go. I have unlocked every single level in this game and completed them all at least once. All right. Uh, spoiler talk real fast. One question. Is the final boss King DDD? No. Then fuck this game. King, the final boss is uh, Aeon Knight Light EX. That's stupid. It's basically uh, a intergalactic uh, version of Meta Knight. Ah, fuck off. No but like, he's a hero from like time immemorial. Fuck off. All right, John, you, you want to move into the news? He's Meta Knight. John, you want to move into the news? Meta Knight's cool. That's my official position. I have a Meta Knight amiibo. It's that is cool. That's about it. God damn you! Wrestling. He's got a sword. Yeah. Okay. So does Kirby in this game? Not as cool sword. Wrestling Fair. news. Hey, John. What's up? We're doing a thing that you do on the other show. We're talking about AEW and NXT. Why? Because the ratings came in since your show went on. Yeah? And uh, before the ratings came out officially on Thursday afternoon, WWE put out a press release that, that we received. Boy, they sure did, and that was a weird-ass press release. Oh, I knew exactly what it meant when I got it. I went, oh, yeah. no, I mean, it was very yeah. clear what it meant. Like, it was obvious that they were yeah. getting in front of the news there, but, yeah. boy, that's a strange thing to fucking put out. Uh, yeah, AEW uh, killed NXT in the ratings. With AEW getting 1,409,000 viewers against NXT's 878,000. For comparison's sake here, uh... Wasn't it like the eighteen to thirty-five male demographic for uh, for Dynamite, which for those that don't know is like an incredibly fucking important uh, advertising demographic that like these companies really try to cater to oh, yeah. for reasons that are you know kind of stupid and bullshit and like based in you know casual sexism and fucking misogyny or society but hey you know Business. sadly we have to play the game here and it's really fucking important that not only did uh dynamite deliver this in spades but their number in that demographic was more people than watched nxt in total yeah it was real crazy which is fucking wild oh just wait till i get to the other number the other number is even crazier all right, let's hear him. Which is how SmackDown did. I don't know if it's that crazy. I mean, it's crazy compared to what WWE's been doing for a long ass time. Yeah, but like, but for their first show on a Friday night. But also network television. But yeah, network television, but also a Friday night and a brand True. new show. It's. I don't know that I'd say it's a brand new show. A brand new show to Fox, though. But yeah, SmackDown averaged 
3.9 million people on Friday night. That's a lot of people. I mean, I, that was my prediction. I said they were going to hit over three, but they almost got four, which is even great, crazier. Yeah, I, I expected that they were probably going to get, like, at least three, but definitely four. Like, close to four is really fucking surprising. Now, the real surprising thing, though, is that the first hour did 3.9, and the second hour did 3.8. So there's barely yeah, so any they, drop. Yeah, they basically lost no one. Which that actually is surprising, considering that, like, I honestly, I figured that by putting Brock like on first or the Rock on first, rather, that like they'd get a significant drop off. But I mean, look, they they knew that people were going to stick around for Lesnar. But I think it's more sure the people that were there are there to watch the whole thing. And hopefully, not two five five. <laughs> oh yeah, they, they announced earlier in the day that two five five didn't happen, and I, I don't know why. Whatever. It's fine. Really cool. I mean, we'll, we'll get to it. What well, else happened in the news, Owen? Well, I mean, the other big thing about the SmackDown number is that from compared to the previous week on USA, they had an 83% crowd uh, audience increase. And in that key demo, it was a 100% increase. That's impressive. So we'll see if they were able to keep this going, but... Oh, they was, won't. They won't be. But, like, I I, I foresee them. Look, I don't think they're going to be able to keep this going, but I definitely think that they're going to at least, they're going to stay above 3 million for a while. I think they're going to hit close to this. I, I, I'm going to guess, like, 3.7 this week. Actually, no, you know, I'm, I'm going to say more because it's the draft. I'm going to say they're going to hit four. They're going to hit four this week because of the draft. And also... The one thing you have to remember is they got the power of Fox Sports behind them. So, you know, a lot of the, the audience that would be into sports would also probably be into wrestling. So having them constantly promoting this on the other sports things, I think is going to draw a lot of people to keep tuning into SmackDown. I mean, maybe I'm just crazy here. It's hard for me to see it after that first episode that they put out. I... I heard a lot of positive things coming out of it, so I think they were, they did what they wanted to do for that audience. That audience is into what they're selling. But we'll see how it goes with the draft. The draft's going to be really interesting. You want some more news, John? Sure, let's hear it. Again, we are the top AEW podcast on ProWrestling.Cool, so we're going to talk more AEW stuff. And I'm, the whole point is that we talk I'm, about this on the other show. It's, it's we do the news. You guys don't really cover news. You guys just cover the shows. I mean, we would cover news if it was pertinent. Here's the thing, John. John, I'm trying to make your show shorter on the Wednesday. You're welcome. You don't need to make do that by making this show longer. I can handle it. Too bad. AEW Dark is premiering tomorrow on YouTube. Sure is. It's going to be on the AEW YouTube channel, and it's uh, the matches they taped before and after Dynamite. Hooray! Because they were taping that stuff. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, look, it's a good use of the the dark matches that they're doing. Like, you know, they might as well just put them out there somehow. Yeah. and uh, up for extra thing on their YouTube channel, get, like, people tuned in, and, like, you know, find that audience by giving them exclusive matches. Maybe get them to, like, tune into the show. Yeah, and also they don't do house shows, so it gives more people reason to show up at the tapings and you know do the wrestling. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, but the interesting thing is that when I heard about them putting this together before they announced it, I was asking uh, people over on the uh, the Ozone Discord, do you think it's going to be on YouTube or do you think it's going to be on BR Live? I was going to, I said YouTube. A lot of other people said BR Live. Are you wondering why they didn't do BR Live? I assume it's because they want BR Live to seem more exclusive and like it's f- more for the pay stuff. That's exactly what I'm thinking. I'm thinking they don't want to keep putting out free stuff using their bandwidth. So let it, let it live on YouTube along with. So it might even draw eyes over to being the elite. Mm-hmm. Or the being the elite audience to draw eyes to this and then go, oh, duh, they got a show on TNT as well. We should tune into that. Especially because, like, being the elite still doing a lot of fucking character work. That's not happening on the TV show. That was weird. I mean, it's... I mean, we kind of talked about it on the on the show last week, but yeah, I, I kind of understand why they're not really leaning into the Kenny thing, but it's still weird that they're still totally doing the Kenny thing just on being the elite. Yeah, it's really weird. It's in a weird disconnect, but I'll let you guys talk about that on... Thursday morning. I mean, really, we'll, you know, we'll have to see what happens this week. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm saying you guys will also have the context of another episode of AEW Dynamite to well, duh. see what they do. But yeah, um, make sure you check that out on Thursday morning. One more bit of news. Uh, WWE had a really rough week. And by that, I mean they had a really rough Sunday. No, they had a really rough week. Uh, again, they did really well on SmackDown. They did really good numbers. They put on a really shit show that pissed off, like, their fucking fan base that, like, they, they actually did, have. They did one thing that pissed off the audience, their their uh, fan base. Mm-hmm. The show was fine. I don't know about that. We'll get into it, but yeah, the... The big thing with Kofi getting squashed in nine seconds. And then seven also, seconds. Well, all right, fine. Seven seconds. Seven and, seconds is the official time on that match. Great. And then also the debacle that was Hell in a Cell. We'll get into that. Uh, John t- took a big step and he's going to do his little piece about this. So go ahead, John. No, it's not a piece. It's, I, fuck this shit. Fuck this company. I canceled my subscription again. I don't care. I hate them. I don't want to watch this shit. Why Why are we keep doing this? Also, why do we keep doing this? There's no NXT. point to this. Guess what? NXT, it's next day on Hulu still. Now it's on USA. I can watch it live. Yeah, so I was going to say, it's on USA, so you're, you're good. And it's still next day on Hulu. Also, Walter is on this show instead of NXT UK, so you're good. Yep. The important things are off of... Well, Tony Storm's got to come over soon. I expect that to be soon. But yeah. I don't blame you, John. And, you know... And what better time, considering the next show that they have on the pipeline? Yeah, about that, John. Our favorite uh, pay-per-view that's currently listed as a, uh, you know... Outdated pay-per-view, or what? what's the correct terminology on the network? Do you remember? I don't know. They changed everything on the network. It's, it's. I mean, it's current, dude, that you go into there, and they show uh, 
Evolution as a current pay-per-view and Crown Jewel as a uh, fucking, like, whatever Legacy. pay-per-view. Legacy. Yeah, it's not that. I'll, I'm going to look it up because it's going to drive me fucking crazy. Retired? Probably retired, yeah. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I got bad news about that one, John. What's that, Owen? Yeah, it is retired. Um, as part of our new uh, model for how we're doing the shows, we do uh, pay-per-view recap podcasts over at patreon.cool, and that falls under that umbrella. So, I got good news for you. You're not going to have to do it. But yeah, you just go fuck yourself. I'm not going to watch that one. No, I, I don't want to either. But there are people who are subscribing to the Patreon that want me to suffer. So I will be doing a podcast for Crown Jewel and being upset the entire time. So if that's well, th- if you'll get to th- enjoy it with Oscar, so it'll be great. So if, you, if that's the thing you're into, head over to patreon.cool and subscribe at $5 a month. I just wanted to let you know. Don't 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 give Vince your money, but give us slightly less money and you get to enjoy it in a better format. Fuck this company. Yeah. After this week, fuck, I, I don't even. I, I can't. Like, it is baffling to me how you have a company that just, like, on, like, the high, on what should be, like, one of the biggest fucking weeks of, like, their entire fucking history, when they have, like, a hot new competitor come out and, like, do some wild new stuff that's really exciting and, like, blows their indie show out of the water. This is the fucking shit you do? Yeah. Do you just not care? Do you just think that you can do whatever the fuck you want and, like, we'll just fucking stomach it? Or are you just so out of touch that you think that this is actually what people want to see? Either way... You're out of your fucking mind. Holy shit, this is horrifying. All of this was just horrifying. I think what the problem is, is they've had two decades of being able to do whatever the fuck they want because there was no competition, and they haven't fully grasped that AEW is a serious threat. And especially after the chance at the end of Hell in a Cell, they better, you know, fucking fix this shit because AEW is coming, and I expect them to only get stronger. Fuck the chance at the end of Hell in a Cell. How about the chance in SmackDown? I didn't hear the chance in SmackDown. I think there were some. I when when was that? I didn't hear that. People were not happy about Kofi. Ah, uh, yeah. I did appreciate all the stuff WWE did online about Kofi and the interview he had backstage. Those were nice. Well, we'll talk about that when we get to that segment of talking about the first ever episode of Friday Night Blue Raw on the Fox Network. Yeah. Did you know that they had a blue carpet special? So, is the fact that they had a blue carpet special how they're going to justify the fact that they literally lied and said that Steve Austin and Sting and all these fucking people uh, were going to be uh, on the show and then uh, weren't? Austin was on the kickoff. That's not the show. It counted as part of it. That's not the show. Y- yeah. That was not for the people in the audience. That was not what the people who paid their tickets 
got want, expected. You're shocked Why do they keep doing this? But they do, John. They don't give a fuck. But your first fucking episode, and like, you're gonna do this shit? They they gave you the rock. Yeah, thanks. I think the pos more positive is that they didn't just load the show with a bunch of old people and instead focused on current talent, which was a nice change of pace. I mean, that is true. I, I do Compared definitely appreciate that. Compared to Rot. But also, again, like, just to get back to their lying, like, again, to say nothing of the fact that, again, they literally said that they were going to do a fucking 205 Live after fucking SmackDown, and then, whoops, uh, well, fuck that, we're done with that, nah, we're, we're good, you everybody know, go You know home. why they did that, right? No. Because they realized what they were booking as the finish of SmackDown, they're like, yeah, that crowd is going to be hostile the whole time, we should not do this. <laughs> I guess you're not wrong. Yeah, it was a smart move when they knew how they're ending that show. A smart move by doing something incredibly stupid. Yeah, that's the theme of this week. Ending shows real stupidly. It's ending things real stupidly, if we're going to be honest. Well, Rawls was okay, I guess. Not crazy about where they're going with it, but at least it was like a fun visual. What are you talking about? End of Raw. Uh, whatever. Tonight's, tonight's uh, that episode. wasn't even what I was referring to, but we'll get to it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you missed out on the blue carpet, which was the best thing going about this episode. Yeah. Point being, stop lying to your fucking audience. Continue. So, uh, you know how WWE does their kickoff shows and they have the, you know, their way of doing things? Yeah. What if it was nothing like that? What if this was a presentation run entirely by Fox Sports. Including okay. all the microphones, not being WWE microphones, but being Fox Sports microphones. Alright, what does that entail? So, they had a different type of set, the way, the way they were focusing on the show was different, the interviews were like, kind of in character, kind of not in character, like, they had actual, like, Fox Sport. well, actually, they had Maria Menounos and another uh, Fox uh, lady doing the interviews, and not you know, asking stiff questions produced by WWE, but asking, like, genuine questions and sounding like human beings. That sounds cool. okay. And all the video packages they set up, like, felt like the way they do, like, NFL on Fox presentations and stuff. Hmm. Like, very cinematic, very, like, stylish. And they even had the Fox NFL guy doing the voiceovers for them all. It was freaking awesome. Did they play the Fox NFL song? No. But they had some kind of cool fanfare. Because that would have been pretty cool. But one thing they did, like, you know the... Have you ever watched Fox Sports things where they have the, like, logo zoom in and they promote all the things they have? Like, oh, we have the you know, the Super Bowl this year or... Yeah, yeah, yes, I've, I've watched enough Channel NASCAR. 5 football games. They do that, but they also include SmackDown in it. Huh. So this felt like a big fucking deal. It was really good. Uh, it, it, it makes me excited about WWE backstage because that's going to be the, the same team producing it. I'm very curious to see how it goes. Well, that's good that they're actually like seemingly respecting it, even though none of their you know people that they employ seem to be on board with that. I hope they have more Fox people get on board with the production of the actual show. 
Because there were some changes to the presentation of SmackDown, but I'd like to see more of it. Presentation changes, honestly, mostly felt superficial, aside from, you know, the the one thing that's definitely kind of noticeable, but cool. Yeah. Um, getting more into how they changed up SmackDown is uh, the biggest thing, which is the new set. It's the best set in wrestling right now, don't at me. It's pretty neat looking. I love, it's very futuristic. I love it's got vibes of WCW Saturday Night in there. It's got vibes of the retro SmackDown with the weird oval entrance. Like, it's not all screen because the back you can see like some like weird like light LED light things that aren't like a screen. Like an Edge of the Futuristic thing. Those weird bracket things on the side light up too. It's, I really actual, like the brackets have screens on them. Yep. They have actual like lights shooting out and lasers and stuff. It's. It's nice. I like it's it. It's fucking lot. neat looking. I I just wish that I liked the video packaging and all that stuff around it. I think that the hologram stuff just looks kinda tacky. Yeah. It looks kinda low budget. I think it feels more like sports presentation. No, that's the thing is I know that they're going for like that. I, I see look, I've I've seen enough fo- Fox NFL Sunday that like I know what their football games look like, and I know what the production that they do on all this stuff looks like. And I get that, yeah, it's very similar to that, but it looks cheaper. Yeah, I think that might be what they're going for, though. I don't know why. I think it's I wish they wouldn't. The outside you know, the Fox Sports audience to ease into this. This is what they're used to. Instead of being super slick and, like, music video style, like the opening of Raw. I don't need it to be, like, super slick and music video style. I, I just need it to not look like... Again, it doesn't... By cheaper, I mean, like, it doesn't look like it has the budget of the Fox stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks like it's being made for less money than that. I, maybe they spent all the money on the set. Eh, maybe. Or, like, putting their stupid AR shit on the screen. Ah, you know what? I hated it at first, but it grew on me. Like, this is really fucking stupid. I'm into it. Why not? Why not do it? I just... I hate it so much. As long as you also have a cool set to go with it. You're not just relying totally on the AR like WrestleMania was. Again, I feel like it would be better if, like, the AR shit actually looked good. Instead, it just looks kind of cheap. Like, the tail of the tape one that they did for Kofi and Brock. Like, that's such a great idea. And, yeah, I've seen them do that on, like, the other sports shows. But, like, here it just didn't look good. Hold the fucking phone. You're telling me you weren't into the big dog head? I was not into the big dog head. The big dog. It's got a big dog head. I don't understand what the problem is. It's like, the fuck are they doing? What the fuck are they doing? It's hilarious. It, it 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 didn't bother me that much. Uh, other things that they changed with the presentation were that if did you notice that when they did the the uh, in ring promos, the uh, the field of view was shifted on the cameras so that the background was blurry. Yeah, I, I, I was very confused by it and thought it was that my reception was bad. No, that that was on purpose and it just to put more focus on the person in the ring. And I, I liked it. Yeah. It was different. That's what I liked about this. We were seeing WWE being presented differently. Finally. There were new camera angles. Um, 
the one like during the entrances, like the the, the shot like on the angle where you can see some of the crowd while they're coming out on the stage was neat. Um, and also when the the uh, the ringside cameras were shooting at a different frame rate, so that it looked like more like sports style, I guess. And it 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 looked neat. I liked it. It made, yeah, the, it but, made the action feel more fluid. But hear me out here. Like, I'll I'll grant you that, yeah, a lot of that stuff was cool. Like, getting to actually see later on with, like, you know, watching it back on online and, and seeing how, like, the, the higher frame rate cameras that were ringside actually looked. Like, yeah, no, that definitely looks cool. Like, the, the new designs that they have, they look cool. Like, it's, it's a great thing that, like, they have a more subdued sports-like look. And I do find that really interesting. The problem is it's essentially putting a new hat on the exact same bullshit that we've been seeing for the past several months. And in fact, a lot of the shit that they put on this show is just the same old fucking garbage that we've been seeing for fucking months. I I still... What's the first match on this show again? It's fucking Becky Lynch and Charlotte teaming up to fight Sasha and Bailey again. I think the reason they chose that is because they wanted to display the four horsewomen as the first match on Fox. That's you know, nice, but it's still a match that we've seen, like, fucking a billion times before. Yeah, I, I feel like this show is a throwaway, just like, here, welcome, new audience, here's some wrestling. Like, I don't think it's going to be until after we get through the draft that we don't have to worry about people shifting to different brands, that we can actually focus on building storylines. But this is my problem with this, is that, like, just like this one, just like fucking Raw, and honestly, just like fucking Hell in a Cell, to a major extent, like, Mm -hmm. it's just the abject fucking laziness of it all. It's just like, oh, well, we don't really have to care. Like, oh, it's like, oh, it's the big show. Like, it's the big first show. Instead of being like, oh, we're gonna go all out, we're gonna give them, like, something, like, really fucking memorable and exciting that they won't ever forget, something brand new and cool and, like, really interesting. They're just like, I will just do the same shit that we've been doing, but add a couple celebrities, I guess. And, like, that'll be fine. And then fucking, like, this week, on like, this tonight on Raw, it was basically like, like, uh, well, we we could do something really weird and out there because we have all this time before, like, the draft. Ah, fuck it. We'll just do the same shit we've been doing. I think Who it cares? Was, I think it was more of them tiptoeing around what happened the night before and going, yeah, we should probably just try to avoid anything important because last night was real bad. Oh, God. Please don't get mad at us more. Yeah, like, name some good wrestling that happened on this show. <laughs> well, on Raw or on SmackDown? SmackDown! Um, I I liked the ladder match. The ladder match was okay. It was a, it was a fucking Shane O'Mac spot fest. Yeah, it, like, it, it gave people a little taste of different things going on with the show. And the thing is, I wrote in the notes is, I don't think the wrestling was important on this, because it was just them to say, hey, welcome to the show, here's a bunch of ver- variety of wrestling to show you what we're about. Tune How is the, the wrestling not important on the wrestling show? On the sports wrestling show that they're selling as a sport? I know, I don't get it, John. This week this is should be weird. the most important thing, especially when that's like fucking AEW did, and NXT did. You're not wrong. 
I, do, I can't explain it, Sean. I hope... I, I, all I can do is hope that things get better, because if they don't, they're in real fucking trouble. Like, Jesus fucking Christ, this show is just fucking garbage in terms of wrestling. Like, nothing fucking interesting happened. And, like, all the fucking things they did were just, like, burying fucking people. <clears throat> I don't think they buried people in the eight-man tag. I guess the eight-man tag, yeah, nobody really got buried because it was just so fucking forgettable that I don't even really remember who was in it in the first place. And it was all just a fucking excuse to do this fucking Tyson Fury nonsense. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with this Tyson Fury stuff and why they're doing it. I would assume because they want to fully complete the cycle of uh, imbuing the soul of Big Show into Braun by giving him the Floyd Mayweather feud. He has the... He has the uh... The WMD now. Yeah, he seemingly has the WMD now. Um, so why the fuck not, I guess, especially if they're going to be paid like millions and millions of dollars by of blood money by fucking Pr- Prince Mohammed bin Salman. Are, are they doing this match at, at Crown Jewel? That's the suggestion out of Meltzer, oh, is, that this, is that both this match and uh, fucking Kane and, and Brock are happening in, in Saudi. Yeah, they shouldn't do that though. They should, they should save the cake match for like WrestleMania. I don't understand why they would blow it here. Why would you tease that out for so long? I, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't know why they're doing any of this with Cain Velasquez now. It's way too early. Like you could have debuted him on the first show and then keep him separate from Brock. Until, like, around Mania season, but they didn't. This is, like, one of the biggest views they can have for outsiders. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the thing, is that, like, if you're going to debut him, you kind of have to put him against Brock, right? I guess so, because that's what they're doing, but... I don't know. I don't know what the... I I don't know how I feel about about it. I know how I feel about it! Fucking angry! Oh, you feel angry about Kofi. You're god well yeah, well I mean You're not mad at Cain like, Velasquez. I, I'm I'm not mad at Cain Velasquez as much as I'm mad about the fact that like look, dudes have like three fucking wrestling matches in AAA. You saw and one like of them? I did, and like yeah, look, I'm not gonna i I'm not gonna sit here and say that Cain Velasquez doesn't seem like he has talent, he could definitely get there. He was in fucking six mans. He didn't have to anchor a fucking match. He didn't have to, like, put on a fucking clinic. He didn't have to, like, do anything super serious because he could fucking tag out and be protected and take a fucking break, and it was fine. Like, and now you're saying, like, oh, let's just put him here and build him into, like, a big, like, main event singles feud against the shitty fucking guy that doesn't really understand that this is a work. And that, like, you need someone that actually has, like, fucking wrestling credentials to really pin him against so that you could get a good fucking match out of him. What if they have a shoot-style fight? I mean, yeah, I guess they can have a shoot-style fight, but, like, would that be interesting? Would that be good? I don't know if it'd be good, but it'd be different. And it might be in, in both of their wheelhouses better than trying to put on a technical match. I guess it's just like I, I genuinely wonder if WWE would actually do that if they're actually going to do like the the fucking Pancrase match. Yeah, 
And also, you have to remember that they had another MMA person come over with little wrestling experience and fucking killing on their debut, despite how we both know they're a shitty person outside the ring. They also gave them extensive training, like a long amount of training before that match, seemingly, uh, longer than this one, and fucking, again, that was a tag match. They could be protected by, you know, Kurt Angle, despite the fact that, you know, Kurt Angle's not really good at anything right now. There's no protection needed in that match, because Kurt Angle was an afterthought. Well... And also, John, you have to remember, they could advertise this match for Saudi Arabia, but this is still the WWE. It's true. They do like to lie. Exactly. They could have some shit happen with them, and the match never starts. And then I they just... give him more time to train. All you're fucking doing, once again, with both of these things... It's just falling back on the classic fucking WWE axiom that they do whenever they want mainstream appeal, which is to say that fucking celebrities and people that are from other sports are more important and better than your fucking talent. Kofi Kingston? Fuck that dude. He loses in seven. He was the fucking champion for six months, had this big WrestleMania moment, was this big fucking meaningful thing to like a ton of people that and like had a lot of people feel fucking seen in wrestling for the first fucking time. Fuck that shit. He loses like in fucking seven seconds. He doesn't even get to have like the match that he had at fucking Beast in the East. John, would you have felt better if he hit one trouble in paradise before losing? I would have felt better if he hit literally anything. You know what I think kind of tells a story about Kofi in this on that night that kind of like telegraphed how this match was going to go? Did you see his promo before? Yeah, like, I did. Where he was just being jokey and messing around with the new day and just like, yeah, this is another challenge. I'm going to beat him. I'm Kofi. I think that might have been the story of him being way too overconfident and not taking this seriously. But again, we're having to fucking concoct that out of literally nothing. I mean, they did the promo. They, they did a promo where it's like we're having to read between the lines and being like, oh, is he overconfident? Is he thing when they're oh. literally not like spelling that out? Oh, I'm not saying this was good. I'm just saying that they have an excuse, but it's not a good one. <clears throat> I, it, It's a shame, but also consider how bad this title run was for Kofi. No, this title reign was bad, but it, like for one, I don't think it was bad for Kofi. I think it was think just the, the matches were bad. I think that maybe, like, one of those matches was bad. Was it the one that I saw? Which the one did Samoa you see again? Joe one at, at uh, Extreme Rules? Because that one was really bad. Was it really? I, I remember it being okay. Like, forgettable, but okay. was turning on it big time. And I was hmm. trying to defend it, and then the match just kept going. I was like, ah, I want to I wanna like this, but it's not great. I was thinking of the first Orton match, but yeah. Yeah, the Samojo f- stuff wasn't great either. Look, they did Kofi dirty by fucking, like, 
not respecting his title reign at all and basically giving him like no one that actually mattered. Like, you know, and granted, yeah, part of like, and part of that's not their fault because Daniel Bryan, again, went down with his fucking like mystery, not a concussion. We swear. Mm -hmm. But like, they had to hot shot Kevin Owens into a thing that they then had to fucking end abruptly because he wasn't going to go to Saudi Arabia, so they needed to, like, fly Dolph Ziggler in. Fuck, I for, forgot for about a, the Dolph stuff. For a fucking program, which, again, the matches, <sighs> and again, the Kevin Owens matches, the fucking Dolph matches, like, all of those were good, but fucking yep. Kevin Owens barely had any fucking in heat because they just turned him from being like a fun baby face for this fucking feud and like Dolph like it's fucking Dolph who cares Daniel Bryan comes back and they have like one blow off match before they send fucking Bryan into the tag team shit mm-hmm. and then we go into fucking Joe and then we oh which like yeah I, I guess that match wasn't that great in retrospect but like did it ever really have a chance? Like, whoever was going to fucking believe that Joe was going to fucking beat him for the title? Joe is the ultimate choke artist. Yeah, that's true. And then fucking Randy happened. Well, Randy was an actual threat. I, I like that feud a lot. No, that's the thing is that Randy, like, Randy was the feud that they fucking needed. Like, Randy was the feud that they really needed to start with. But instead, they fucking were, that was the thing that they ended with. And the first match that they had was terrible. Yeah, the second match was slightly better. The f- second match was better, but yeah, it was like you built up everything so fucking hot and then you just completely shit the bed at SummerSlam and it's like you could never get it back. I th- One thing I hope, though, that after this draft is that Kofi does not just fade back into being in the New Day and that he continues to be in the main event picture o- on Raw. Away from Brock Lesnar. It's nice to want things. That's all I got, Sean. I mean, it would have made sense for him to be in the main event picture if there was a heel champion. (laughs) I I mean, they do have a heel champion. He got booed real heavily last night. Fuck. (laughs) Heel turn. I have one more thing I want to talk about for SmackDown before we move on. Did you see that Aaron Andrews video? No. Do you know who Aaron Andrews is? Some sort of Fox Sports analyst. Yeah, she's Fo- she's a Fox NFL like sideline reporter. She's extremely good at her job. She's a goddamn professional. I think I did see this video. I do remember seeing this person, but remind me of what this is. Well, she did the interview with the New Day, right? And she was having a great time there. You can see her like smiling, doing the hip gyrating and stuff. She's like, this this is this shit's fucking crazy. Yeah, uh, there's a vi- there's, she also posted a video. I it, I looked like it was on Instagram or something, like one of the Instagram stories or something, of her back like you know behind the scenes before doing that segment of the WWE making her take off her heels because it made her too tall. Wow. And she's like, "This is fucking wild." And she's like taking off the shoes. Like this is like unbelievable. This is what happens when you come to WWE. You have to follow their weird rules. And you see, like, Biggie in the background going, this, uh, is there Biggie or Xavier saying, we're not making you do this. <laughs> Don't put this on us. <laughs> but it's really funny that even she's being forced to do the 
the interviewers have to look short compared to the wrestlers bit. More things change. A goddamn professional Fox Sports person had to do it. More things stay the same. That's SmackDown. I'm curious to see how the draft goes. It's not going to be in. We're not going to get a regular episode of SmackDown for another week. Congratulations on your first ever SmackDown on Fox. You got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> that sums it up. Speaking also, of, got- like, the way that they just fucking completely just, like, threw Baron Corbin in the trash forever. I Jesus mean, Christ. They, they put the crown on him, and that's what you get. We knew yeah. that they're going to, with the alliteration of King Corbin, you knew this was going to be a joke gimmick. This is exactly the type of shit that The Rock would, like, dunk on. Kill me. I do appreciate that they also had Becky out there so that at least a current wrestler was getting a rub from this segment. Yeah, sort of. She got to, you know, got her hand raised with The Rock and also got to do moves against him, including that uh, leg drop she does. So, I, I think it got the job done with her. Anyway, John, we need to stop talking about trying to find, like, positive things and instead go deep into the shit and talk about what happened on Sunday. For fuck's sake. How do you have a show that starts, like, so promising, started so good, and then just, like, crash and fucking burn? Hey, John, I, I've, I've, I could do you one better. How can you do a show... That had four matches announced for it heading into it, and then two hours before the kickoff starts, you go on social media and you announce a card with zero build. That sounds like something WWE would do. They haven't done that ever! Didn't they basically do that for Stomping Ground? No! At least those had feuds! (laughs) These didn't have feuds! The Kabuki Warriors came out of nowhere! When's the last time we saw them on TV? Don't ask me, man. Exactly. Like, why are why do the Viking Raiders have a mystery partner? That's a good fucking question. I was wondering that myself. Why are they fighting the OC? Again, a good fucking question. Why is Bar- King Corbin having a fucking another match with Chad Gable? Excuse me, Shorty Gable. God damn it. Yeah, like, that's the thing, like, they didn't have any feuds built for the show, so they just threw together random matches. It was so fucking bad. It was just so fucking bad. This is the worst booked show WWE has done in, like, at least a decade. (laughs) Maybe more. And even, yeah, like, even when the wrestling was decent, it was just like... None of it made sense. It was just like, why is any of this happening? That's why like, I wasn't into it, because they didn't have a reason to. Yeah, like the women's tag match. The wrestling in that, totally fine. Why was any of this happening? I, I like what happened. I don't understand why it happened, but I like what happened. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's cool that fucking the Kabuki Warriors turn heel, and now fucking Asuka's shooting green mist at people. He's the great Kabuki. I, I don't get why they decided to do this. There's no like an explanation for it at all. But like, 
Okay, cool. They're doing something with Oscar. Be happy. Yeah, exactly. That's how I'm looking at it. Oscar's winning matches and being on TV. I'm happy. Don't question it. I don't like that. Apparently, after Raw, it looks like Bliss and Cross are still feuding with them. Just well, break them. Yeah. Just break them up in the draft. Let's move on. Let let Alexa Bliss be a heel. God damn it. They won't. I know they won't. They gave her all this pyro. Heels have pyro. Only Brock. That's right. I just thought he doesn't have his pyro anymore, does he? Nope. Uh, I think someone else. Uh, Randy Orton doesn't have pyro. Shit. Uh. Oh God. Who else is pyro? Charlotte has pyro. No shit. She's a face now. <sighs> Is she a face? I d- d- I'm not actually sure. Because <laughs> she seemed like a heel on Raw. And she seemed like a face on Hell in a Cell. I mean, she still seemed like a heel at Hell in the Cell. It's just, you know, she's... She fucking... didn't cheat. Bailey's she didn't the one cheat. cheating. She's just an asshole. Oh, yeah. Faces can be assholes. See Becky Lynch. Seth Rollins. No, he's a heel. Again, that match turned him heel. There is no redemption for him. Fair. Yeah. Hey, man. You know what? Again, the first two matches on this show were legitimately fucking good. Like, that first Hell in a Cell match. They announced. I mean, yeah, that first Hell in a Cell match, really fucking excellent. Like, that honestly might be one of the best Hell in a Cells I've ever seen. I wouldn't go that far, but it was really good. Like, Bailey, or just Bailey, Sasha and Becky fucking went for it in a way that I really appreciated and did some really cool things. Like, that weird fucking spot with the chair on the kendo sticks. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, you're talking about how creative, like, the spots were with the weapons. Uh, let me remind you of another match that was in the Hell in a Cell that was similar, which was the Usos versus the New Day. I know. Th- I knew you were going to say that one, and yes, I agree with you. But like, I really like that one a lot. They took this one to a whole new level. I think. Yeah. You know what my favorite part about this Hell in a Cell was? What? I could see what was happening. That's true. The lighting was normal. Yeah, it's it's really interesting how much you can enjoy wrestling when it's visible, uh, when you can see what's going on, when you understand what's being presented in front of you. Uh, and yeah, much like a lot of this show and a lot of WWE content, it was uh, a really excellent match that I thoroughly enjoyed, and then the finish was fucking whack. Was it whack because the person you liked didn't win, or was it whack because of the way they did the finish? It was whack because the person I liked didn't win, to be fair. Okay. However, uh, look, the way that they handled that finish was as good as they could have done it. Like, if you were going to have fucking Sasha lose, but are you fucking kidding me? You are once again, Sasha is a heel and she's still a fucking choke artist. Like, you immediately put her in a fucking hot ass feud with Becky Lynch and you just have her lose every single fucking time. What the fuck are you doing? You've got to be joking me. Yeah, thank you, Peyton. <laughs> like, it, it's just... 
it's baffling to me. It is baffling to me how this company doesn't understand why nobody gets over. Like, because you do this shit. You just keep fucking booking people into fucking no-win scenarios where you just make everyone look terrible. Becky looks good. Yeah, no, Becky looked great. Don't get me wrong. Becky looked fucking fantastic, but to what end? Now what does she do? Nothing. She carries the Raw Women's title to SmackDown when she gets drafted. How's that gonna work? I don't know, they talked about the chance that they could both be on the same show. I feel like that actually is something that can't happen, that, like, champions can be drafted. They said that it could happen. And also consider that the big poster on the lot of Fox is Roman Reigns and Becky Lynch. They also have Seth Rollins in the intro. Well, the intros can change. Like, I, I was told from people, like, don't look into the intros at all. Because both of them literally have everyone on them right now. Hmm. Like, literally everyone was on that, that SmackDown intro. Like, and, and Fox is not getting every single big star. So, don't look into that, but you can look into the big poster that has Roman Reigns and Becky on it. On it. That's really interesting. I wonder, I wonder if they would vacate the belt or if they would merge the belts and there's only one women's title. That'd be stupid. It sure would be. But they don't know how to book women, so... And really, I mean, I guess if, if Raw has taught us anything is that you should get women far the fuck away from Paul Heyman because he'll just, like, Oof. you know, act out his fetishes on them. Oof. We didn't get any fucking follow-up on that opening of Raw, did we? Nope. What the fuck? What follow-up did you need? Bobby Rusev Lashley showing up at the fucked Lana in Rusev's bed. Yeah, Rusev should have fucking showed up and and did what he did to Enzo. Rusev don't got no money no more because she canceled the joint bank account. I wasn't paying attention to any of the fucking things that they said in that beginning. I just was being basically angry. Lana. It seems like they're doing the fucking Ric Flair story from the the early parts of Nitro, where, like, Ric Flair stole Miss Elizabeth, and, like, they're spending Macho Man's money. You know what happened after those two kept having storylines together, of being separate? What's that? <laughs> they separated. I mean, I think they were already separated by this point. Yeah, but... Did you see what Lance Storm tweeted the other week? No, I didn't. It was exactly that vein. It's like, I remember talking to Macho Man. It's like, his advice was never have, never go into storylines with your significant other because now I don't have one. Yep. So I, I'm very worried about those two, for real. I don't know why they would have agreed to this, and I guess that hey, it would make sense if uh, you know your marriage doesn't work out and you really want to stay in the country that you become a citizen. Oh no, John. John, why? Look. You'll turn. We just gotta consider all possibilities here. Fuck. And by doing this, by talking about this sad shit, by talking about this horrible thing that Paul Heyman has inflicted upon us, which I guess we'll get to more later... Uh, we're to. not talking about the thing that I really don't want to talk about. 
we can t- talk really quick about how the the mist was. Cool. We, we already said, it, but I just want to reiterate that the mist was cool and that the Kabuki Warriors are cool. The mist was cool. The Kabuki Warriors were cool. The first two matches were cool. I surprised. I thought that Rowan and and Luke Harper versus Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns was surprisingly entertaining. The way that Daniel Bryan was selling that beating really upset me. He's good selling. I hope so. <laughs> I please just assume he's good at selling, please. I hope so. But yeah, John, the, the 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 next thing I wrote on the notes for Hell in a Cell is that the Hell in a Cell gimmick is officially dead. Yeah, it's completely fucking meaningless now after this fucking shit show. They killed it last year. They buried it this year. You remember how it ended last year, right? Yeah, I do. With fucking Brock Lesnar uh, breaking in and fucking killing every- Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman and like just the match just kind of ending. Yep. Oh, and special guest referee Mick Foley being dead. Oh, he dies in Hell in a Cell. We know this. Well, yeah. You should have got thrown through the top again. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, so this year they decided to bury not just Hell in a Cell, but literally everybody involved in this match. I have a question for you, John. Yeah. So heading into this match, Seth Rollins, Universal Champion, can't really afford a loss. Bray Wyatt, this new character that's pretty much indestructible, can't lose. You put them in a match where there has to be a finish. Or so we thought. What the fuck were they thinking? I don't know. Like, that's the thing, is that, like, so, why don't we just get the, why don't we get your pertinent information out of the way here of how the fuck did this happen? I I don't know how they got, they got into this match being booked. Like, I literally have no idea. Because, remember, all we heard was the rumor of Oh, there's advertising coming out of Bray Wyatt challenging for the title in Hell in a Cell. And then they just follow up on it on TV going, hey, that's a rumor. We're doing it. And no, it- but again, you have a... I see in the notes here, you do have some information of why the fuck this match happened the way it did. Oh, yeah. I, I, the, the finish, I know how it happened. I don't know how we got to having the match. But the, the finish... What came from everyone's favorite Booker man, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, the day of the show. Apparently there was another finish that was proposed. What's that? It was also a non-finish. Of course it was. I don't know what it was, but there was another option and Vince said, no, I'm going to do this one. It's going to be such good shit. And also, it, he was the one that says, said, hey, The Fiend should like eat like 11 finishers and not sell it. Which, okay, fine. Like, here's the thing. Like, you know what? If that's what you're going to do, if you're going to have him eat fucking like 11 fucking curb stumps and like not be dead, like, 
okay, cool. If you're going to have like this slow fucking plotting match where like really nothing happens and like it's hard to see because this fucking red lighting is like ridiculous and like it seemed like a cool idea at first and then it's just like, wait, actually, I don't know what the fuck is happening. I can't even imagine what it was like to be in fucking person for this nonsense. I have a friend who was at the show and did an Instagram story of this match. It looked like you could kind of see what was happening. It wasn't great, but it looked like you could see what was happening. And, like, it's just fucking baffling to me. It's just fucking baffling to me that not only would you force yourself into this fucking scenario, like, nobody told them to do this. Nobody made them do this. They fucking decided that this would be a fucking good idea. Then they came up with this stupid cockamamie bullshit. And again, like, you have all these fucking things that, like, they're not great, but, like, they could be something if it's building to something. Like, if you're doing, like, the slow plotting match where it's just Rollins just keeps hitting him with all these fucking finishers and Bray doesn't die. Like, that could work if, like, the whole thing is basically going to be, he's fucking Jason, you can't kill him, you can keep him down for a while, but he's going to come back up and he's going to fucking get you. But, like, it doesn't happen. Instead, it's just for fucking nothing. That's why when I was texting you during the match, I was warning you about him not getting any offense, and this just kept happening, and I was getting very concerned that something bullshitty was going to happen. But you're like, no, it's the Jason thing, it's going to be fine. But that's the thing, is that, like, yeah, the way they book it is they're totally doing the Jason thing, and then just the way that they chose to get out of it is just... The most nonsensical fucking thing imaginable. I have to let you know something very important, John. What? The sledgehammer. Very illegal. Giant but, murderous mallet. Not illegal. Yeah, giant murderous mallet that he was using to uh, impale him. Thanks, Dio. I don't think that's what that word means. Not sure that's what that word means. Dio's not very good. Like... It's just mind-boggling to me. The fact that anyone fucking approved this, the fact that anyone thought that this would be a good idea, the fact that anyone thinks that, like, you could fucking go forward with any of these people in this from here, like, that we're just gonna fucking basically pretend that it didn't happen. That's what happened tonight on Raw. Sorry for that one segment. That, like, the way that we're going to address this monumental fuck-up is to just kind of, like, go, eh, well, you know. How do you even show The Fiend or Bray Wyatt again after this? I don't know. You can't. Because no one's good. It's, he, he's back through the old ways of Bray. Of, he's a cool character, but he can't do shit. He can't. He, d- he's not going to do anything of value because they're just going to fuck him up with the booking of the matches. Yeah, I genuinely worry about that. It's like that's the way he's always been. Yeah, in the same way of like, how am I supposed to believe that Braun really stands a fucking fighting chance against Tyson Fury? Yeah, or it's Samoa Joe and literally any feud. Mm-hmm. Dolph Ziggler in a fucking championship match. Hey, excuse me, he's Titan champion, thank you. Championship that matters. Okay, fair enough. Intercontinental titles that matter? No! Okay, just check, just checking. 
If it mattered, would Nakamura have it? Oh, man. Nakamura is cool. Yeah, he is, and it would be nice if he mattered. Oh. I hope he matters after the draft. Put put him in a stable with the Kabuki Warriors. You know why. You know why. Can I just say, since you reminded me of this, that, like... Hey, John, can I pitch one more thing real fast? What? Have Funaki be their manager. I was going to say, I'm still really pissed off that Funaki didn't get to win the 24-7 championship Not last yet. night. On... Give him time. Give him the title, you cowards. They have to do it on a SmackDown, you know. You smack as number one 24-7 champion. It's true. Anyway, that's it for Hell in a Cell. It was one of the worst pay-per-views of the year. Maybe ever. Oh, don't worry. It's going to be on our list for worst of, including that match. It might win worst match of the year. It's already on there. Because I put it there. Thank goodness. I have one more thing to talk about Hell in a Cell before we wrap it up. All right. Because uh, this morning, while prepping stuff for the for the show, I, I watched the watch-along that they did. Those are actually pretty good. I recommend them. Yeah, man. I told you that they're fucking weird. If Matt Riddle being fucking nuts and broken Matt Hardy showed up. I'll give you a quick highlights of this one. Uh, Zelina Vega and Kathy Kelly are, are in a feud, which they also spilled out on Twitter, which is pretty good. Okay. Um, Cesaro explained that he's wearing that, that weird ring attire because he's desperately trying anything to get noticed. He's given up on life. Yeah, he might. He's like, because uh, Kayla asked him, like, has he ever thought about going, doing commentary around the world and just going from table to table and doing all the different languages? And he said, I'd rather be in the ring, but that's not happening, so maybe that sounds like a good idea. Free Cesaro. Yeah. Um, he talked about the one time he uh, spun someone a hundred times doing the swing. And then he said, the crowd ch- ch- counted a hundred, but people in the internet were like, well, actually, it was like 82 or something. It's like, Shut up! They they counted a hundred. It's a hundred nerds. So he hates people who are trying to be too accurate. Uh, our truth was on there, being w- weird. Uh, one of the referees explained the uh, the f- kind of how they uh, hold up the belts for championships, like their methodology for how to like hold it up, and how Charles Robson has a crazy double flip he does. So him showing that off was neat. Um, what else? Oh yeah, um, uh, Charlie Crusoe did the uh, the one chip challenge. You know that thing with the spicy chip. Yep, this is the weird spicy chip. She actually handled it pretty well. But the best part was that right after she did it, she got a text from the WWE that she had to go do an interview. Hooray! And she was like, "This fucking sucks." Like, I, I she's, she's like, "I really hope I don't puke on the person that I interview." Should have had a glass of milk. 
She did. She fucked up. Yeah, there's bread and milk. Uh, Xavier said that he could do that. He, he hadn't done the chip challenge before. He said he could do that with two minutes before drinking any milk. And Tyler Breeze held him to it. And he almost died. Nice. So that, that was a real fun one. Also, him and Cesaro geeking out to old theme songs was fun. And uh, Sean Waltman was also there, and he informed them that he didn't want to come out to like you know the Xbox version of the DX theme. He always wanted to come out to the Run DMC version. And Woods and Cesaro freaked out and started singing it, and that was fun. And then the end of the match, the Hell in a Cell match, of Sean Waltman losing his mind about there being a DQ. Which is worth a watch. I also like Natalia's reaction. Yeah, Natalia did some weird stuff during that, too. Just abject confusion and just like, I clearly don't like any of this, but I can't say that. Yep. And the uh, the social team scrambling and trying to justify the finish, which was not working. Oh yeah, remember when I said our truth was on the show? Uh, he yes. he had a weird theory about like cats like stealing your soul, and him being attacked by a herd of cats once. Sounds about right. It was very weird. I don't know what he was talking about. Yeah, but that's on brand. Yeah, it was cool. Watch along was fun. I might check these out more. I only watched because of the Sean Waltman thing, and I was like, you know what? The rest of this is good. I mean, it sounds better than the actual fucking content they put out. Oh, it was 100% better. That's why I felt like a lot better, like, re-watching the show to make sure I covered everything for the show tonight. I'm like, I want to watch with the watch-along. This is way better. Uh, we have one more thing to talk about, John, and that is Monday Night Raw. Raw was shit, the end. Yeah. Nothing happened. We already talked about the Lana thing. They opened the show Bobby, with that. Look, I mean, it's really nice that, like, Rusev is seemingly on board with this and that, you know, Lana, you know, Lana, when she is with her bull and she sends the footage to Rusev. Yeah. You know. Because this is a cuck thing. Was it in Milwaukee? Everything is in Milwaukee. Remember that storyline? I wish I didn't. Fucking but I do. Fucking Aiden English. Yeah, what would Aiden English thinks about all this? Oh, they should ask him if 205 Live ever comes back. It won't. It won't. Yeah, they, they open the fucking show with this, and they even do a replay later, and they don't follow up at all. No. They didn't just open the show with this. They The fucking video package for the beginning of Raw, usually they do the recap of Hell in a Cell. This time, last week, check out Rusev is in a match with someone, I don't know. Uh, and then this happens. He's in a fucking match with Seth Rollins for the title. What are you talking about? Well, they really didn't really want to acknowledge that part. Well, yeah, we don't talk about that guy. Because then they might remind you of the thing that Seth Rollins did last night. <laughs> oh, boy. This fucking company. Jesus Christ. At least this was an upgrade of showing, instead of showing uh, what happened on Sunday night. Was it? 
Someone, it feels lateral. Someone got fucked in both of them, so it's fine. Damn. Uh, another highlight of Raw was in during the last woman standing match when uh, Lacey kept throwing Natalia on the stage and she kept sliding down the half pipe. That was pretty funny, and I enjoyed it every time it happened. I it laughed. happened a lot because they just <laughs> did the same fucking spots the entire match. It was really funny, though. I I appreciate that one. This match sucked. Yeah, because the whole match was Natalia getting up at nine. Every single time! Every time. I'm dead for eight, but I'm alive at nine. It's magic. And then Lacey just starts beating her the exact same way. And, oh, no, I threw you. I suplexed you on a table. Oh, no, I suplexed you on the stage. Oh, no, I threw you into the thing. Oh, no, I suplexed you on the table again. Oh, no, I throw you into the thing. And, oh, and Natalia does one power bomb and I win. Yep. It was off the stage. It was so powerful. You don't even know. Uh, the War Raiders beat the the tag champs, so they have a tag title match next week, which what? makes no why. Fucking, it makes no fucking sense because the draft's happening. Why? Why did they do this? Because fuck Rude and Ziggler. They're gonna retain the belts next week, but fuck them. Uh, what if they get drafted? What if they get drafted to separate brands? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they should. Got him. And the storyline is that they as long they keep appearing on Raw until they lose the belts, then they have to leave. Which will happen immediately when the War Raiders beat them. Um, the Singh Brothers showed up because 205 Live is dead. Yeah, why? Why the fuck would the, the Singh Brothers of all people be allowed on? This is why, John, because they were filling time and trying to make you forget about Hell in a Cell. It's not doing a good job at it. What about Alistair Black? Why is he here? He's got, he's got a gold snake around him. That part was kind of cool. He, he escaped out of the room. He says, I found I found the key to get out of the room, and now I'm going to go to the ring. How did the ring? How did the room get to Raw? The room is everywhere, John. Also, I like that he had the one promo where he was wearing a suit and he said the things. And then, like, fucking ten minutes later, it's like, nah, fuck this. I know how this goes. None of you people are going to knock. I'm just coming to the ring. Fuck you. That was pretty funny. I enjoyed that. <laughs> that was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Uh, Rey Mysterio had a really good promo. Yeah, it was good. But he also revealed that Cain Velasquez is Dominic's godfather. Really? Yeah, he said that. He no, said, I know he said it, but I'm saying, really? I don't know. I don't know about that. It's maybe it's some deep lore from Lucha Underground. I don't know. Cain Velasquez was not a Lucha Underground. But maybe he Sadly. should have been. He's a Lucha guy. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying he wasn't. He's a good Lucha guy. Uh, <laughs> fucking OC versus fought the Lucha House Party. And this is when I gave, shit. I gave up on this show at that point. That's all I wanted to say. When, when they yep. announced that, I said, they're not even fucking trying. What are they doing? This match was fine, and, like, Lucha Who House Party is cool. Who gives a shit? Fuck Susan G. Komen. Yeah, we say the same thing every year. Fuck Susan G. Komen. Now, this is just our PSA. Don't donate to St. Jude or somewhere better. 
donate to someone that doesn't fucking profiteer off of breast cancer and like literally profiteers off of fucking suing people for using the idea of pink ribbons or the phrase for the cure. Mm-hmm. What a great fucking organization this is. Also, uh, I, I saw this late in the chat, but a trace said that uh, Claudio and Jake Hager should reunite. Send our good friend Claudio to the UK where he can hang out with our good buddy Cassius Ono. Fuck you. No. They could be some sort of wrestling princes. Two princes. If you want to call me baby, just go ahead now. God damn it. Um... Did you know that Jared the King Lawler and also this Crown California both are fucking awful? Yeah, I did. Because Asuka and Kari Sam were cutting a promo in Japanese and they all chanted... Well, the crowd chanted what and then Jerry Lawler made terrible jokes. Bakersfield, y'all! Oh no, Trace has a name for that tag team that you pitched. Let's hear it. Tubs of Love. Into it. Oh god, guys, why don't you guys just leave that shit on on Thursday mornings? <laughs> don't don't bring that over here, please. Little Mister can't be wrong. I can't believe it's not Oscar who's making up these bad things. Where's he at? Good question. Not in Philadelphia. Well, yeah, he lives in Canada. But never mind. That that's a, that's a joke for us, John. Not even really a joke, it's a statement of fact. Uh, shut up, alright. Are we done with this fucking shitty ass show? Yeah, Tyson Fury uh, did the Tyson or Mayweather or whatever brawling thing at the end of the show. Who cares? Why are we doing this? I just, I just wanted to mention it. No, I'm saying, why are you doing this, WWE? What the fuck? Publicity, celebrities, Saudi money, your pick really excited for them to just do the exact same thing we've seen with Floyd Mayweather and Mickey Rourke and all these other people where it's like, I can't believe the celebrity is way better than the person whose job it is to be a wrestler. John, what if they have a boxing match? I'd like to see Braun Strowman have a boxing match. Braun Strowman's going to lose that boxing match. Oh yeah, but I want it to be a shoot boxing match. Because they're not going, but it's not going to be a shoot boxing match. I want them to do a shoot boxing match. Do the the brawl for all again. Bring in Butterbean. Let's go. They won't do that, and Braun Strowman will lose because the wrestle again. The wrestler always beats the celebrity unless it's WrestleMania two, in which case they're extenuating racist circumstances. Oh, no, John, just bring back the brawl for all. Sup, Bart Gun. Yeah, bring Mark going back. <laughs> What's he up to? Where's oh, his brother at? He's probably dead. Oh man. Set for heel turn. Uh we have one 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 more thing real fast. Because next time we talk, we'll be on the other side of the WWE draft, which starts this Friday. I would like to know from you, John, who would be your top five picks? 
for the men to go to Monday Night Raw. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Who fucking cares? They're basically the same fucking show. They're both fucking terrible. I don't fucking enjoy either. Like, all right, I don't know. Who even is on the fucking roster? Like, all right, I guess if it's going to be... If we're just going out of the pretense of, like, Raw is the show that I will more often watch. Because, like... You know, we do this care. shit on Mondays yeah. now, and I might as well. Like, okay, I like Kevin Owens. That'd be a good I one. like Sami Zayn. Ooh, bring this back together. That'd be a good one. I like Nakamura. Uh-huh. Who the fuck else is even on that show? Daniel Bryan. Damn right. Remember, the draft is not a shake-up. You can have people that are currently on Raw be there. Uh, totally fresh rosters. I don't know, Kofi? Yeah, Kofi would be good. I'd say The Fiend, but I no. He, he doesn't exist anymore. He's not allowed to exist for a while, unfortunately. Yeah, for SmackDown, I... Thanks, Vince. You fucking dick. SmackDown, I'd probably go with uh, AJ Styles. He took Nakamura already. Uh, Bing Bong. Um, Seth Rollins. Roman Reigns. And... Xavier Woods. Break up the new day. Okay. Fuck it. Okay. What about uh just pick three women for Raw? Just make it easy to three. Becky, Sasha, Asuka. Damn, that's good. Alright, Charlotte. Only three women that matter. Charlotte, Bailey, and Mandy Rose. But let me be very clear here with all of these draft picks and all of these things that we've done. I genuinely don't care who goes to which brand. Both of these shows can fucking drive off a cliff for all of I care. Good news about that. You know why, John? Why is that? As we sign off, we can let people know that you will be back on Thursday with Tracers in the chat to talk about the good wrestling. We're going to actually, I, I mean, I don't know if I can anymore. Like, this shit has fucked me up so much that I don't know that I can, like, like, even really get into that headspace. But I'd like to find some posy vibes to get back into the good mind space John. of, like, the most posy podcast in the world of professional wrestling. Hey, you got to get back into professional wrestling. Remember, it's, it's, everything, everything's fine on Wednesdays. Not, nothing can hurt you. It's all about peace, love, unity, and respect. And, uh, so yeah, look forward to Heel Alternative Thursday, because what you guys got cooking up on NXT, you got a Kushida versus Walter match. Sure. And for the NXT Cruiserweight title, you got uh, Drew Gulak versus Leah Rush. That's happening, I guess. This should be fun. Over on the AEW side, uh, you got Sabre Guevara and Chris Jericho teaming up against Hagman Page and uh, Jimmy Havoc. Those are four oh, no, no, wrestlemans. Dustin, my, my bad. It's not Jimmy Havoc. Dustin, Dustin and Paige. Those are four wrestlemans. Jimmy Havoc's, on the other hand, is going to be fighting Darby Allen, and uh, the winner of that gets to fight face Jericho for the title at the show that I'm going to. I'm I'm going to the AEW next week. I've heard this. I I may I don't know who I'm going with yet. We're we're gonna figure that out. Things happened. 
It's good vibes, though. Everything's good vibes fine. all around. Everything's fine. Every- nothing's on fire. But, John, that is it for Heel Turn, a production for Wrestling.Cool. It's not just cool, it's that cool. Uh, this is the podcast we do Mondays after Monday Night Raw over at twitch.tv slash pro wrestling. So make sure you go over there. It's a, it's, we actually you in that channel. It's real. Hit the follow button. We appreciate it. Um, on social media, we're on Facebook, search for wrestling.cool. On Twitter, search for The Heel Turn or PWDOTC. We handle both those Twitter accounts. Um, we're on zonecast.com. I have an answer for that. Shut up, Siri. Leave me alone. Uh, Jesus. Siri is freaking out. Like, you should go to bed. Like, shut up, Siri. I'm fine. Um, zonecast.com. I, I agree with Siri. Yep. Zonecast.com. We're on there. Along with the alternative, along with I'd Rather Not, the comedy improv podcast we do. And uh, That's a show. And it, it takes bakery. Bad, That's it's a bad time. Sure show. is a show. Bad time show. We should we should we should do something about that. I mean you're the one that keeps allowing this to happen. So I, I you know what? That's on that's on you, dude. I'm I'm busy with my own shit now. I've I've got some ideas. But yeah, uh, also if you'll find us on all your uh, your iTunes, your Google Plays, Stitchers, pot, whatever your podcasting app is, subscribe to us on there and give us five stars and a review if you like what you hear. John, where can we find you on social media? At I am John GM. I'm on Twitter at the underscore ozone. And that's it. We'll be back next week after the draft because the draft concludes on Raw next week. And John, you'll be back on Heel Alternative Thursday morning. So until then, I really gotta like start taking naps or something before we do this. Cause man, I'm tired. This podcast is a part of the Zonecast Network, produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com.